And my biggest regret is that I didn't pull out my phone and start recording. It's like, hey, Morgan, can you just like record my voicemail message or something? I found it to be another creative act, hearing myself try to interpret a line that I had written, but that also was like catching me in a new way. I am not an efficient reader. I surely ain't no James Earl Jones. And walking into a studio actually is very intimidating for me. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet leadership coach Carrie Newhoff, executive director of the Stanford D School, Sarah Stein Greenberg, and entrepreneur Mike Michalowicz. These authors bring formidable experience to the subjects of work, leadership, and innovative thinking. Here, Carrie Newhoff addressed the prevalence of burnout and what to do about it. Sarah Stein Greenberg on using creativity to solve problems, and Mike Michalowicz on marketing your business in ways that can't be ignored. Enjoy. Hi, my name is Carrie Newhoff, and I'm the author of At Your Best, How to Get Time, Energy, and Priorities Working in Your Favor. Almost everybody I talk to, including myself in bad seasons, seems overwhelmed, overworked, and overcommitted. If you listen to the way a lot of people talk these days when you say, hey, how are you? What do they say? They say, I'm busy, man. I'm slammed. Like, I don't know what to do with all that. And after seeing this problem pop up in my own life, which led me into a period of burnout back in 2006, and then how hard it was to recover from it, and then seeing so many friends just live in this perpetual gray zone of like feeling tired, lethargic, overwhelmed, and going into like deep burnout. Sometimes I had friends really burn out to the point where they had to take time off work. And other times I saw friends go through what I call low-grade burnout, which I define as the functions of life continue, but the joy of life is gone. In other words, yeah, you can go to work, you can hang out with your family, but you're not feeling anything anymore. You got numb. What happened to me after I burned out is I invested several years and thousands of dollars in counseling and coaching and read books and the whole bit. And I developed a system that helped me figure out how to live in a way today that would help me thrive tomorrow. Like actually, oh, this works. I'm feeling better. So when I realized that these were principles that didn't just work in my life, but could work in other people's lives, I started training leaders in it. And over the last few years, I trained thousands of leaders in the At Your Best principles, which are centered around the Thrive Cycle. So finally, I'm committing them to book form, and I'm really excited about getting the message out there. Recording an audiobook is humbling. I realize I can't read. <laughs> I wrote this stuff, and I'm stumbling over words. And fortunately, we have a great producer who would point that out. And so what you're going to get in this audiobook is a reasonable approximation of my book, which is good. Well, one of the things I learned in recording this audiobook is that there are two ways to say preventative. There's preventative and preventive. I did not know that. We actually went to Merriam-Webster, and they told us that both are acceptable words, so I wrote preventive, or the editors edited to that, but I said preventative because that's the way I say it. So that's what was weird. What I'm most excited about listeners hearing, because reading an audiobook can be challenging at times, is I hope it feels like a conversation. I hope 
that you and I are having coffee and we're having this discussion and it feels intimate and close and real and like it's a genuine help, I think that's what I'm most excited about. My dream narrator is Morgan Freeman. And five years ago, I had this opportunity. I was in Washington, D.C., and I was at this reception for a National Geographic special. Some friends invited me, friend of a friend kind of thing. And I'm there, about 50 people in the room. And then a rumor starts to spread that Morgan Freeman might be showing up. And sure enough, about 10 minutes after the rumor started, Morgan Freeman walks into the room. And it was a small enough gathering that we got a chance to, like, talk to him. And my biggest regret is that I didn't pull out my phone and start recording. It's like, hey, Morgan, can you just, like, record my voicemail message or something? And maybe one day when we do an audiobook, but no, that didn't happen. So, sorry, guys, you stuck with me. True story. I'm a huge audiobook fan. One of the recent ones that was so memorable for me was Walter Isaacson's biography of Einstein. I think evidence that it's a good book is when you're sad that it's over, and I was so sad that that one was over. When I listen to an audiobook, what I love to do, I love like yard work, cycling, washing my car. It's sort of in that downtime, and it's so funny because I often will remember specific insights that came to me in specific places, like I'm washing the hood of my car when I heard that Einstein blank. And it's just really cool. It's a cool association between geography and insights. And now listen to a clip from my audiobook. A decade and a half ago, life seemed to be way more than what I had signed up for and could handle. The organization I was leading had grown bigger than I ever expected it to, and the pressures of leading a staff, handling growth, and being married for over a decade, and raising two young sons were more than I had bargained for. After I pulled into the driveway at home one evening, I sat in the car, the sun having disappeared just long enough that it was neither day nor night. It was gray. I was listening to the radio, but not really listening. In my mind, I was grappling with whether I had the energy to walk through the door. Hi, I'm Sarah Stein-Greenberg, and I'm the author of Creative Acts for Curious People, How to Think, Create, and Lead in Unconventional Ways. We're at this historic moment where every single one of us is being asked to try to solve problems on a daily basis that we have never faced before, whether that's like how do you rapidly become the homeschooler of your children or what's the new social etiquette at work as we're starting to return or like global problems like climate change. For most of us, these are not things we've ever been trained in and old approaches are not working. So this book is all about the unconventional ways that you might approach developing your own creative skills to address some of these challenges. And I wrote this because we see how effective and how transformational these kinds of approaches are at the D-School every day. But the reality is most people won't ever get to come visit us in California. And I really want more people to have access to these skills. So that was behind the motivation for writing this book. If I had to describe the experience of recording this audiobook in one word, I would try to reframe the prompt so that I had more than one word available. If I could not get away with that for some reason, I would say fun. I mean, I found it to be another creative act. 
I really enjoyed the process of like hearing myself try to interpret a line, a line that I had written, but that also was like catching me in a new way on the particular day when we were going through it. And then like really trying to think about what I was trying to convey to the listener and then trying a bunch of different options. I mean, it's like the way that I like to practice design with a lot of iterations and a lot of prototyping and experimentation. There were moments where I started doubting the pronunciation of words that I've been saying all my life. I feel like there's a lot of British pronunciations that are in my head from watching too many shows on BBC. And that kind of tripped me up a few times. Well, we had an interesting debate about levers versus levers. There were a few times where I got tripped up on my own words. One of them was the phrase boar bristle brush, which is a tongue twister that I did not intend to create for myself. Another word that was hard to pronounce was the word midst. And another really tricky phrase was relationship ushered forth. I don't know why that was so hard, but there were just a lot of shushes in there that tripped me up. From the experience of recording the narration, what I'm most proud of is that I hope what comes across is that it's like a direct connection with the listener. I think that like when I read the book in text form, I'm hearing my own voice, but I'm kind of excited that I'm getting to communicate these ideas even more directly to listeners who are going to hear this recording. My dream narrator. I think it might be Phoebe Robinson. <laughs> it's just she is so funny. Her way of playing with language in her own writing and in how she speaks is so funny. That would be my dream narrator. I listened to Ibram X. Kendi's How to Be an Anti-Racist, and that was a book that was wonderful to hear in the author's voice. My favorite place to listen is while walking. My favorite place to read is sitting in, I have like a little nook in my apartment that has books, and it's actually where I wrote the majority of this book, and it's just kind of a peaceful place. I can see the sky from where I'm sitting. That's my favorite place to read. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Think about the last time you tried to change, fix, design, or solve a problem in your life, and you really didn't know what the outcome would be. Maybe it was a challenge you took on following a promotion at work, the search for an apartment in a new city, or an effort to organize your neighbors to deal with a block-wide problem. You might have felt a mix of things, excitement, commitment, and nervousness, all at the same time. You might have been secure in your skills and prepared a creative approach, yet still felt like a beginner. This is really common. When faced with an open-ended challenge that doesn't have one fixed right solution, we can all feel like beginners. And it's true. We are inexpert in that particular problem. Hi, this is Mike Michalowicz, author of Get Different, Marketing That Can't Be Ignored. I wrote this book as a result of my own struggles with marketing. I realized over the years that even though I was following industry best practices, that the industry wasn't responding. Customers and prospects weren't hearing me, and it was very frustrating. So often, I was just relying on word of mouth. And honestly, most small businesses rely exclusively or predominantly on word of mouth. It means you're at the whim of the customer marketing for you. So I spent the last 10 years researching 
and really the last four or five years codifying how to do effective marketing and what the essence of it is. And what I reveal in the book is this framework called DAD, D-A-D. Those three elements, differentiate, attract, and direct, are what are necessary in sequence every single time for marketing to be effective. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, what would that word be? I think flummoxed. <laughs> like, I am not an efficient reader. I surely ain't no James Earl Jones. And walking into a studio actually is very intimidating for me. I actually started cutting my teeth on reading in church. I struggled so much with public reading. I think I read just fine to myself, but public reading that I really struggled with it. So at the church I went to, it was a small church, I volunteered to be the scripture reader every Sunday. And when you're in a small country like church, there's about 10 people attending and no one's volunteering for anything. So the pastor gladly took me on board and I read the scripture every Sunday for probably six months to a year. And I started to get more confident in it. In the beginning, I was terrified. But it's nice when you're only reading to 10 people. This is similar in that it's intimidating that I'm reading for hundreds of thousands, potentially, hopefully, of readers. So it's pretty soul-shaking for me. But the other thing, too, is for me, reading is a performance. I'm not just reading verbatim. So I want to bring the best of me. So I bring a unique, I think, energy, style. This is truly a performance. And therefore, sometimes a sentence that you hear in the final audiobook in one fluid sentence is the engineering team piecing together a lot of different elements of what I said and or me reading that sentence over and over. I would dare say a book that plays over eight hours takes me 18 hours of recording time. What about your narration are you most proud of? And or is there anything specific you're excited for listeners to hear? Hands down, it's my permission, my ability to riff. I applaud the Penguin audio team for allowing this. I don't think many authors riff. And what I mean by this is I'm reading my book. I will break from the copy in the book and add bonus content. I'll share why I wrote something or additional research that I've discovered since writing that. To me, the audiobook is the perfect complement to the printed book because the printed book is something you can highlight as you follow along, write notes in the margin. But the audiobook, you also discover stuff you wouldn't discover anywhere else. The riffing, for me, is actually the most fun. And I think in some cases, you'll discover stuff that you've never discovered otherwise. If you listen to audiobooks, what was the last great one you listened to? You know, the one that blew me away was Malcolm Gladwell's book about the bomber mafia. To me, this was a whole nother level of reading books and has me excited. It was like a podcast, but better. You had more than Malcolm Gladwell's voice. You had elements of what he was sharing, the sound, the music. It was really intriguing. Plus, no one, no one tells a story like Malcolm Gladwell. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I did inhale. Yannick Silver blew a cloud of pot smoke right into my face. I had only one option, breathe it in. I never anticipated that my greatest lesson in marketing would come during a game of billiards capped with a ganja exclamation mark. It was the contact high that lasted a lifetime. Yannick is considered by many to be the godfather of internet marketing. He helped innovate the use of email marketing in the early days, 
when people still looked forward to hearing AOL's iconic notification, you've got mail. Back when people thought an innovative website was one with an animated under-construction GIF, he pioneered long copy sales pages with professional product images and clear call-to-action buttons. Yannick's marketing savvy yielded the company of his dreams, Maverick 1000. He created a global network as a manifestation of his life's purpose, to help support visionary entrepreneurs grow their businesses and have a bigger impact on the world. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.